This is The Blood Doctor Show. And how fitting that once again it is a Wednesday as we for probably like the billionth time reintroduced this show. Been on a little bit of a hiatus as I was moving, but that has been completed and we are now in the, the Blood Doctor Dome, the Blood Doctor Sports Book, the Pharmacy. This place has a lot of names. We're going to call it by a lot of names because it's very fun that way. But pretty much every time I've ever taken another hiatus, there's only been one person that was appropriate to bring in to discuss, well, just what the fuck has been going on. And it's B from Overtime with BT. And we know what's going on there. And let's just dive right in. And it's really only fair anytime I take a hiatus. This time it wasn't really an announced one. It's just happening because I'm moving and all of that good stuff. And anytime I take a hiatus, I, I must return with the one person who is granted friend and enemy of the show status. You're, I you're got my mic. I yeah. got my mic. I gotta, I gotta do the the intro again because you know it's been a while. I'm All waiting. Right, I'm, I'm waiting for fire takes because I believe go, here go, here fire takes are coming. Finally, <laughs> the bee has come back to the blunt doctor show. What up? It's your boy Brandon from Overtime with B and T. I'm glad to be on the show with you again, as usual. I love how you stole the intro and you did it yourself. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to make everyone who comes on the show from now on intro himself. I'm going to make them all do it. I'm going to make everyone just be like, no, you got you to gotta give me a full-scale wrestling intro just like that. <laughs> you got to scream into the microphone. You have got to gotta bring it because you bring it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, man. I can't. I can't just show up on the show and not leave a name for myself. Like people can't be like, oh, oh, what was his name? Oh, I, I don't remember. You, you go remember my name. I'm sure there's some of y'all who are watching. Y'all know who I am by now. You recognize the voice. Come on now. <laughs> that is. I. I probably don't even need to. I can just say you know who it is. And it's and, and it's and it, they know it's going to be you at this point. All six people who listen will know. All six. It's probably respect to all six of you guys. We appreciate you guys. Hey, Whether I used it's to, one minute or the entire thing, we we appreciate every support that y'all bring. I used to say two, so now I'm saying six. I feel like I'm giving myself some real credit for improving now. You know, <laughs> I'm like taking it to the next level. Tripled my audience in my own mind. That's how I view it. So, Listen, man, to small audiences, I, I, I'll take whatever I get, man. Just the fact that you even considered hitting that play button, that shows that there was some interest at some point. I still appreciate that. I want to go to war with everyone who doesn't listen. So, I mean, I guess you're right. I appreciate the people who do listen because I'm like, how dare you not listen to me? I'm just kidding. Exactly. That's, exactly. <laughs> that's, what, I'm that's what it should be. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm going I'm to just start running down people on the street and be like, how do you not listen to me? You can put it on in your car. You how do you not listen that. to my pocket? You know, I have, and it's we weird. We have a digital version. It's so weird. It's so weird listening to yourself on, like, over your car speakers. Like, oh, my God, it's so bizarre to me. It, my, one of my friends listens, and for whatever reason, when he starts his car, his, his phone automatically connects and automatically starts booting up my podcast. 
So really? every time we get in his car, it starts playing whatever the most recent episode was. And I'm like, oh my God. It's you just so weird. The pops. You can I, feel the pops in certain words, can't you? I, it's fucking bizarre hearing yourself do it, man. That's all it is. I don't know. <laughs> I hear you, man. God, this fucking you. vape pen is hitting right now. My God, I never coughed this much. That's how cheers, you know. Cheers. That's how you know it's good. So let me ask you something. Talk to me. You told me like a week ago when I was still moving in and I still didn't have everything ready. But you told me you had like the take on the calves, your take on the calves. You wanted to you wanted to bring it to the world, what you had to say about this calves situation after this start. And I want to hear it. I want to know. Tell us. Tell us the calves take. Well, first of all, when I said this or when I was getting ready for this calves take, Colin Sexton was still a healthy meniscus. <laughs> so you know, I'm, 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 I have to dial it back a little bit. Just, you know, I want to see how this team performs with them. But listen, what we saw up until that point, the Cavs are not a slouch team. This is not a team that LeBron just sent away. This looks like an actual team that could make a run to the playoffs right now. Evan Mobley, this guy is the chosen one. He's the chosen one that will take us out of the LeBron James shadow. I believe it. I think he's the best player in this draft right now. Shout out to guys like Scotty Barr, shout out to Jalen Green, but this guy, Evan Mobley, he, there, there's just something about him. That versatility that he brings to somebody of his stature, it's, you can't, you don't find that every day. I'm going to put it like that. You don't find it every day. Yeah, and I mean, I, I definitely thought like the marketing thing was weird. And, yes. you know, they're playing three bigs, which is obviously weird, but Bro, I mean, listen, it, it, the first time I saw it, I'm like, um, okay, it's, it, it's somehow putting points up. I guess it's to compensate for the lack of height in the backcourt when yeah. you have Garland you a, and Sexton who are like 6'1 each. Yeah, you got a mini backcourt. I like Garland, though, honestly. Like, I, I said this last year on, I believe I said it on this podcast in the preseason last year. It's like, Garland reminds me of, like, a young Nash like the way that he kind of controls the offense, you know, he he'll, you know, he'll, he'll penetrate. He'll look to reset things. He's a good mm-hmm. shooter. He's not, you know, I don't know that he's, can he's keep decent up, enough. I don't know that he can keep up some of the hot numbers he's had at times. Like I'm not, I don't know that he's a 50, 40, 90, like Nash. I'm not trying to, it's just their games remind me of each other. You know, it just, mm-hmm. I watch it and I'm like, Oh, okay. Because of the way that he just looks to, you know, he's a, and, you look at some of his advanced playmaking numbers from this year and they're really good. And I think the three bigs thing kind of, it works, you know, like marketing can shoot. We know that obviously we know that Allen is really good inside. He's added a little bit more to his game. And I mean, Mobley has been, I think Mobley has been a surprise on offense. Would you say like, I think, yeah. I think everyone was excited like that he was going to be like a really interesting switchy big, but I didn't, I, I don't think, at least I didn't think it was going to be A lot of like people this. thought him he was going to be more defensive. Like, he's going to be a, a more defensive anchor type of big. But it's like, he's stretching the floor as well. He can get to the mid-range. He's a pretty decent passer for somebody his size. So, it, it, really, it really opens things up for a lot of the guys. That's why Jared Allen is able to have so much space down low, even. So, I, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I, you, I think we can make the playoffs. I, I really think we can. And Ricky Rubio, he, he's been providing some valuable minutes off of the bench for them. He looks like it's 2012 again. 
and, I know you saw what he looked like in his rookie year. And, you know, anytime that you can have, I mean, almost every team, regardless of the situation, is like when your starting point guard goes to the bench, you face a dearth, a dearth of good playmaking. Like, there's just not, you know, there's not a lot of like really good backup point guards who just keep the offense running. And Rubio mm-hmm. is that at this point in his career, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess he could still start in other places at this point. He's coming off the bench. But I mean, would you have that good of playmaking coming and hitting eight threes like he did the other night? That was ridiculous. But oh, when, that's a flash in the pan. I don't yeah. expect it. <laughs> well, of course, he's not going to keep doing that. But yeah. when you can come off the bench, it stands to reason that he might have better shooting numbers playing against backups. I mean, you know, there's a lot yeah. of possibilities. But yeah, this team. I, I, they're interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know how long this goes on. You, you're a believer in Mobley and Allen long term, right? Yes. But Markinen has to be moved. I feel like Markinen, he's he's just auditioning for his next team right now. I feel like, excuse me. I feel like you already got Jared Allen locked in. Mobley, you just drafted. Kevin Love, he's getting up there in age he's probably gonna want to play for one last ring so i feel like this lineup like we're gonna see a different or we're gonna see a lot of movement i hope so this coming off season or even by the trade deadline yeah it all depends on how they play without sexton i also want to see how okoro looks as well because yeah sometimes i don't really notice him on the offensive side he's just sitting in the corner and then other times i see him he's going up for a dunk so i like uh hopefully with sexton out that's more touches for other guys hopefully he starts seeing some of those touches get into his game a little bit more yeah and i honestly thought that okoro was coming into a good situation last year for him just not that you know the Cavs are a good situation in that last year at least but just Mm -hmm. that i mean they don't have wings you know, like yes. they have no wing depth. And so I know he's maybe Imagine slightly if we under- had somebody like LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I know that Okoro is maybe slightly undersized for threes, like six, five, you know, maybe in the NBA. Yeah, more six, five, six, to be- six, yeah. So it's, you know, but nonetheless, like he plays like a wing. And so it was a good situation for him. If you have two ball dominant guards, you know, he needed to develop a little bit with his shot and everything anyway. And now, yeah, he just seems sort of buried. Like, and I know he was hurt he by also last let year. Kevin and, Porter Jr. go, but that's so well, yeah. I mean, if you know what though, that was never gonna work. I mean, for whatever reason, that situation was I mean, maybe it was that the Cavs didn't handle the situation well in the beginning. I don't know, but like it's not as if he was producing and they let him go, like he was bad. And then he went to Houston and was suddenly good. He was in a situation he wanted to be in. You know, that's a hard, yeah. it's not like you let go of a superstar player. I believed in him because I, I saw the potential in him. So it was still, I still didn't want to see him go, especially since we got nothing, pretty yeah. much nothing in return. Either. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, but like when you have a situation where dudes like screaming at the GM and stuff, like, I don't know how that, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if everyone gets fired, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Kings Boogie Cousins kind of screamed at everyone in his rookie year and they kept going through it. So what are you going to do? But but he uh, was producing. Yeah. Boogie's not always in, not really in a wins, but he was putting up his numbers. Yeah, he was always good. Um, but that's the thing about Okoro. Like, I agree. He's like buried now. Like no one like you don't even notice him on the court. He's never going to touch the ball. He's more He's of a defensive minded player defense. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So like fast breaks and just clean looks to the rim. That's really all the offense he's usually doing these days but that seems to me like the package like 
Markinen and Okoro go somewhere for like, you know, a small forward, like, you know, Sam Reddish, maybe. I mean, I like that fit, especially given Cam's size. You know, I, I like that fit a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The Hawks have a lot of kind of excess dudes that you would like love to get your hands on, you know? Yeah. Um, they're pretty deep. They, I, mean, I feel like Cam Reddish, he, he don't really play his game the way he could just because Trey has his whole system that he runs with the big man and kicking it to what is his name? Bogdanovich. Right. I feel like Reddish, he's kind of left in limbo. He'd be getting like whenever those guys are on the bench. Yeah. I mean, there's there's got to be something that – yeah, I just I, – I think, like you said, I think Markkinen's auditioning for a new team, and this is like not a long-term fit. And the Cavs just don't have wings, so you try to acquire as much talent as you can. And I don't think they should trade a Coro, but it just doesn't seem like they intend to – I mean, I, I don't know. Like, he, they don't even seem to. Uh, he needs to play. Like, he yeah. needs to. He needs to get touches in order to improve because his problem was coming in, hesitancy shooting the ball, and just his shot in general. And if you never let him shoot, you know that's you never going to change. A rhythm. Yeah, and it kind of almost feels like like a case of like Justice Winslow for me. You know, where I, uh, I and I know that Justice Winslow is like a weird kind of, but you know what I'm saying? Like, where it's just like we know the yeah. talent's there. It's, and it's sometimes it's not yeah it's early it's it's too early to to call that on Okoro but sometimes you, you wonder a little bit um so you said they could make the playoffs do you do you mean the play in or are you like yes, legitimately play in, play okay in. so you think they could make it to like 10 I think that's pretty yeah. legit I mean who's worse than the Cavs in the east right now like Pistons. if we're looking at the worst teams the Pistons are bad um I mean I, dude, you you know what? Mea culpa, you were right on the Bulls, man. You came uh, on here. You came on here and you said you said the Bulls are gonna be really good. They're gonna be, be competing for a top four or five seed. And I was like, what? Are you crazy? And you you were dead on. And I you know, a, a few people said it, and I, I think it was I think it was like at protected pick on Twitter is another guy who said this, like, and, and he's right, like the Bulls have so much talent. Sometimes you just have to ignore fit and just like look at the actual roster. And I didn't do that. And I was wrong. And I acknowledge, like, I don't like Billy Donovan either. So that's maybe part of it. But like, um, Hey, DeMar's looking like how he looked when he had that little hot run with the Raptors a couple of years ago. DeMar looks amazing. He looks absolutely incredible. I mean, you know what? Credit to Popovich for working with him and Zach Levine too. Yes. And, and credit to Popovich for getting him to work on his playmaking. I know that yes. they wanted him to shoot a little more and that never really came to fruition, but the playmaking jump that he made has made him so much more effective as a player. You never see mm-hmm. dudes like age 32 suddenly become this much better. And he really has like, dude, remember there was a time when people like didn't even want DeMar like on their team. Like they thought he was like yeah. such a negative player. And now it's like, oh dude, you love DeMar. You know what I mean? Like it's so crazy yeah. how fast it like, it comes and goes, you know, and I, I've always loved DeMar. I'm the one who I said to you, non-zero chance. The Raptors still won that title. If they didn't trade, if they didn't trade DeMar, I still think that that's true. Whatever. You think but they still would have won. I think they still could have won. Oh, the, my only argument, listen, Kawhi hit so many mid range jumpers during that run that I was like, dude, he looks DeMar like DeMar. <laughs> he looks like DeMar. I'm just saying he wasn't shooting that well from three. His knee sucked. 
he was shooting from mid-range all the time. And I was just like, dude, DeMar could have done this. And I know DeMar can't do anything defensively, but I just, that's one of my favorite. Yeah. That's one of my favorite takes. Um, yeah, we're better than the Pacers. We're better than the Magic. We're better than the Pistons. I don't know what's going on with the Hawks right now. I don't know what's going on with the Celtics right now. I don't know what's going on with the Bucks. By the way, I did say this on Twitter. I think you liked it as well. There was a lot of folks who was getting all giddy when Giannis was hitting a couple of jumpers in the preseason, <laughs> and it looks like he even right back out again. Oh, man. I haven't yeah. been watching the game, so I can't speak on it, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Giannis is ever going to be, like, a plus shooter. He clearly just proved he doesn't need to be. He won a championship. And, you know, I, I, you know what? The thing is, is that that always happens when he hits three or four threes in a game, Twitter goes nuts. And it's always like, oh man, now that Giannis has a shot, now that Giannis has a shot. And the thing is, again, they just won the fucking title. So it's like, it doesn't even really matter if he's got a shot. He he didn't, you know, he- You're getting everybody's best right now too. Yeah. And they're hurt. And, you know, so it's it's whatever. Oh, who are they missing right now? I mean, I think Middleton's been out. And, you know, like they've had games where Grayson Allen is their second leading scorer. And you're like, all right, well, you know, so it's it's a little bit. And, you know, there's been some, you know, the COVID thing and beads out, you know, kind of some of this stuff early in the season has been a little bit, uh, (laughs) not to mention uh, one Mr. Rogers. I forget who was saying it, but like um, somebody was saying that the standings right now in the East looks like it's still in the 80s. <laughs> Dude, can you, Miami, I mean, you know, they're, they're a that defensive is juggernaut. Man, that they're is a working. Juggernaut. You know, Jimmy Butler was always a perfect fit for those dudes. And it was always, it always made sense that Kyle Lowry would be too. And I mean, you know, oddly enough, back in 2014, the the Heat, there was reports that they were trying to get Kyle Lowry as a chance of keeping LeBron James with them. I remember that was okay now. That was the the year that Lowry had like MVP buzz with Houston. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that shit. Like that, yeah, that was dude. We all forget like how long Kyle Lowry has been good. Like his his career is like so deceptive in so many ways because it's like because we all remember what he looked like in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Until he was maybe the second most important player on a finals winning team. So yeah, I mean, you know, I we got that finals run made a lot of people forget everything that happened beforehand. I, I, I mean, you could say the same about Jason Kidd, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. Jason Kidd goes to the finals and shoots 35%. Yeah, they need <laughs> to lose to the Lakers, right? That's yeah, they lost to the Lakers and the Spurs, I believe, with the Nets, oh, you know? And, dude, that team was stacked, man. That was, that was <laughs> fucking Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson, Vince Carter. Prime Richard Jefferson. Prime Richard Jefferson, prime Vince Carter. This is, you know, 26 points a game, Vince Carter, after, mm-hmm. out of, you know, fresh out of Toronto. This is, you know, I mean, you know, they're big men. Okay, Alonzo Mourning, I think, was hurt most of the time. And, you know, Nenad Kristic was a good player, but maybe never super, you know, maybe their bench wasn't as good. But, dude, like, those Lakers teams had no bench. Do you ever, like, go, like, on 2K and, like, boot up the OO Lakers and, like, look at that roster? It's like yeah, Shaq it's and Kobe heavy. and a bunch it's of what the fuck? <laughs> dude, they didn't even have, like, a backup center. They barely had a backup powered forward. They're, like, fucking playing, like, this dude, you don't even, you know, you can't even remember. Oh my God. And three rings. That's how, dude, yeah. Shaq, 
Shaq is underrated because everyone talks about Kobe in the yeah. Lakers finals runs. And it was Shaq. It was not Kobe. It was Shaq. I'm, I'm not trying to diss Kobe. Everyone loves Kobe, but dude, if Shaq cared about basketball, he could have won like 10 titles. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he was that dominant. He was the man. They, speaking of the Lakers, what do you, how do you feel about, I know that LeBron's been hurting, but isn't that kind of the point? We brought in Russell Westbrook so that LeBron could rest. Yes. And Russell Westbrook sucks. I'm sorry. I know he's the, a wonderful person. I know he's a mellow. phenomenal parent. It's I know the he's the greatest guy mellow. in the world. The resurgence of Melo has been keeping them afloat. And that's the craziest part of it all. Who would have thought? We thought Westbrook was the one who would be keeping things good. It's been Melo who was out of the league about a year and a half ago. As much as I hate the Lakers, that is the most fun outcome for this. Like having Melo... Yeah. absolutely be a badass like that's the most yeah. fun outcome of this because like i mean you know anytime like a 38 year old is doing it yeah it's <laughs> it's just it's fun but but yeah. other than that though westbrook is a disaster again the young kids have barely even played i mean mm. has none played yet or is he still hurt i think he still has not played and oh. i do like the way you know like how about uh tht has he played yet I don't think he's played much. And I do like the way that Malik Monk is fit. Yes. Um, like, like that. It. that is the one thing. The the Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn signing. I was like, fuck you. I'm so mad about those two. <laughs> Malik Monk, especially after the year that he was having last year. But I mean, I just, yeah. dude, Westbrook is bad. I just, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, I'm very sorry that like, I know he's a wonderful person and he's a phenomenal man and he's a family man. He's the greatest person in the world. And I know that everyone hates to insult him and I'm not trying to, but it's just like, it's that jump shirt, the mid range jumper that he used to have that he was making when he won the MVP. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. Like that was the one thing he had. And he was never a good shooter from three, but he could at least get hot and have games where he would hit five or six and he could bury you. And like, he used to be, just good enough to do that. And now it's just like, dude, this guy should not be a high usage player. Like yeah. if you wanted, if you just, he should honestly play like Ricky Rubio, always look to pass the ball. And, and if you're not going to do that, just get off the fucking court. I just like, and it's one of those things where like Russell Westbrook is the kind of dude who would like hear me say that and then seek me out for a game of one-on-one and dunk on me 40 times. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the point. Like, yeah, you can, you can, you can beat up on any regular dude in the world, but this is not a league of regular dudes. And if you're gonna sit here and be like, I have to be the highest usage player on offense, it's not going to go well. I don't understand what the Lakers were thinking, especially when you look at how well the Wizards are playing, man. Like, look oh, at that yeah. shit. And you're trying to tell me that the Lakers didn't fuck up? Of course they did. The Lakers traded their depth so that LeBron could sit in the regular season. Like, seriously, they traded their depth so LeBron could sit in the regular season and that they could acquire a guy who can't play in the playoffs and is going to take minutes from Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk. I hate this for the Lakers, so I love it. So. <laughs> oh, my. What a – that was a turn of events. I thought this guy was really feeling it. Then he's like, I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> offseason move. It's my favorite thing that's ever happened. The it Lakers is. traded their entire bench. They traded everyone who was a key cog on their title I mean, team. They traded all, all know, of them. We all know it's stars who win championships. Though, How many so. titles does Russell Westbrook have? 
He's been but to one finals in a short season. But if he's able to keep LeBron afloat until he gets to the playoffs, then they like their odds when LeBron's healthy. But but think about this for a minute. The one finals that, that Russell Westbrook has went to was in the strike or the lockout shortened season when the season was so compressed that two super young teams, well, LeBron wasn't super young, but they made the finals with yeah. like a bunch of 21 and 22-year-olds. Everyone forgets like, the Spurs were up 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals against the Thunder, and they just ran the fuck out of gas, and this young yeah. team just ran right through them. But it's not like they were, like, so good. It was – they were just the youngest team in a in a – you know, and then – and I said it then. I said it then. They should have traded Westbrook instead of Harden. I wish my 2010 Twitter account – I thought they should have traded Baco over Harden. I, dude, look at that big four. If you had just kept that together, ugh, what a bunch of idiots. That now that would have been the only way that Westbrook would have got a title is if they would have allowed yeah. Harden to 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 dude. They should have traded Westbrook then. They would have gotten yeah. they would have gotten the biggest trade bounty in history and Harden and Durant. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't still be there, but they might have a ring. But whatever. I'm ranting about how much I hate Westbrook again. Everyone is <laughs> everyone is so familiar with this. But like, uh, do you? I don't think the Lakers are going to make like they're going to make the play in, but I, they're not getting out of the first round. I don't care if LeBron and AD are healthy. Well, alrighty then. Yeah, I, okay. Well, what, <laughs> what, what, dude? I'm sorry, but how many? T- you watched the you watched the playoffs last year. The LeBron, I love LeBron. He he's not. It's he he's still trying to force the issue when he can't, and he has no one around him to help. Anthony Davis sucks as a he can't carry the Lakers. He's not a good offensive player. He's a very good complimentary player when everyone else is guarding LeBron. Like, yeah. I really I I just this fucking that dude, the Lakers drive me crazy. Lakers and their fans drive me crazy. We will see about that, my friend. We will Okay, so you're still on the LeBron train then. You're still yes. you're, and you're not guy. getting up. That's my guy. I believe as long as he's healthy, they always have a chance. As long as he's healthy, they always got a chance. Okay, so do you think he's what he once was, though? No. And I think that's the problem. Not that, not that he can't... But the think- thing is, the thing is, he is trying to be in a situation where he is not the guy, but he is just by nature the guy like to, that makes things go. And it's like, it's a shame that even in the... His 19th season, when his body is now showing signs of age, they still need him to be that guy. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying is Anthony Davis can't carry a team. He could never do it in New Orleans, and he can't do it now. I thought when the Lakers did win the title in the bubble, I thought that Anthony Davis had finally gotten to another level because he was awesome during that run. And I thought I was like, okay. he reverted. He just went back to being New Orleans AD, who just – spaces out for half the game sometimes. too much gta <laughs> <laughs> i just i just don't i to me like this is just the wrong team for lebron like imagine if lebron had a team that was constructed sort of like the bucks where it was like mm-hmm. dude you just kind of do your thing as point guard we're gonna spread it out and you just hit it to, to shooters you know yeah. or just just a spread pick and roll and just let lebron play point guard don't make him try to go through everyone. I, you know, I hate this whole, like, LeBron is a point guard. It's just what he is. He's a 6'9 point guard. He's the best point guard ever. He's, mm. you know, he's he's the modern-day Magic Johnson. He's all of those things. Let him do it. 
And if you let him do that, he can stay effective at this age. And the Lakers don't, I, I just don't understand the roster construction. I don't understand bringing in Russell Westbrook. I think it's a terrible idea. So it's a great idea. So you would have preferred Buddy Yield for them? Hell yes. Ooh. Hell yeah. You wouldn't? As a I LeBron wouldn't. fan, wouldn't you have preferred Buddy Hield? He's a shooter, yeah. Oh my God. Like any shooter that's on LeBron's team always has good numbers. Except if your name is Kyle Corver in game three of 2017. <laughs> Dude, he's admitted he has dreams about that. That he like dreams about that play. Like, like he dreams about bricking that three over oh, and wow. over. Well, because dude, remember that was that was the series. They're up by yeah. two. He yep. breaks the three, and then Kevin Durant casually that walks up. That would have put the dagger. That would have put the dagger at and that. And Kevin point. Durant casually walks up the court and bags a triple and gives the Warriors the lead. And it was just like that's the series. That's it. Gut punch. Gut and punch right there. He has totally said that he has dream. I respect Kyle Korver so much for for acknowledging that. Like, um, but no, do Buddy healed? And I understand like the thought process. Like, okay. We can get probably 80% of what you get from Buddy Heald from Malik Monk for much cheaper. I get that. Like, I understand that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really think you can get I, – I think Buddy Heald is underrated. And, mm. like – I just took him the other day. He's not even starting for the Kings anymore. They don't even yeah, – they're, they're, yeah, they don't play Bagley. They don't play Heald. They're just like, fuck these guys. Like, they don't – you know, they don't give a shit. Uh, you know, hey, you know, I, dude – the Kings are the Kings are a dumpster fire and they will continue to be a dumpster fire. And <laughs> you know, I, I guess I should with everything going on with the Suns right now, I guess I don't really have room. Why don't we bring it up? What's what's up with them Suns right now, man? The team or the owner? The the team. I mean, they won five in a row. So yeah, but like they started out slow for a little bit there. I mean, finals hangover, right? Like you started 2-0 in the finals and you lost. I, I understand why it's depressing to get back on a court and be like oh my god now i gotta play 82 of these things again just for the right to try to get back to where i was with a 2-0 lead like i mean you know i i think the suns were ahead of schedule or at least that's how my fanship is making me look at it obviously there's no way to like blow a 2-0 lead in the finals and feel good about it like there's no like, there's no part of you that's like, oh, well, at least we were in the finals. Like, it's a disaster. Yeah. It sucks. It hurts. And I just think it's 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 finals hangover. And then I think you look up at the standings and you're one and two or one and three. And you're like, oh, shit. We got to get yeah. our asses in gear. And now, granted, last night was a disaster. They were winning by 24 in the third. And it got down to, like, two points at the end. Like, uh, the offense jams. As far as the Sarver stuff goes, though, man, I'm going to just say, like, if 70 fucking people say something about you, like, I don't really, you know what I'm saying? And, and if any of that shit is true, like, there's no business, fuck racists, fuck misogyny, fuck homophobia, what I just, there's no place for any of that shit in our league, especially with people who run teams, managing partners, whatever you want to call them. So I think I think Sarver needs to be forced to sell his shares. End of discussion. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how any reasonable person can think otherwise. Seventy people don't say something about you. Like people don't come together like that to lie about someone. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's yeah. trying to blame this on Earl Watson or whatever. It's fuck Robert Sarver. Um, what about what? What other? Let me ask you this. I mentioned this before. How do you feel about the? Do you do you think the Wizards playing as they are right now with 
you know, with all these new kind of young pieces filling out the roster with a new coach, do you think Brad Beal stays there long-term? Do you think it's increased yeah. the possibility that he's, you think he yeah. stays? Yeah. I think he just has some love for Washington. Like if he wanted to go, he would have been gone by now. Yeah. He had plenty of opportunities to go before. So yeah. I think he's there to stay, especially since they're winning again now too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to demand a trade in the middle of a winning, winning season. Best cure. It really is. And, yeah. but you know, like getting John wall out of their help and, you know, people you killed John wall though. And towards the end though. I don't know about that. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I don't know, but I mean, relationships change sometimes, you know, I mean, yeah. I know they were close, but mm-hmm. you know, things change. I mean, John wall loved DC too. Do people who play in DC love DC? Uh, yeah, they do. You know, do. It, it seems like it's a really good fan city. Like, I don't really know a lot of, I don't know a lot of DC fans or whatever, but it seems like, mm-hmm. it seems like if you played in DC, like the people will love you, which really means a lot since it's, they don't have a lot of time. Gilbert Arenas liked it there too. Oh, dude. Gil was my man. Dude, for years, my voicemail was myself doing a parody of him saying my swag was phenomenal after he hit the fucking game winner against the Lakers, I think. <laughs> But uh, I, fu- I fucking love Gil, man. Oh, dude, that's like one of my dream interviews. I would give anything to talk to Gil. But talk to me, though. Um, well, what's up with like these guys like Harden and Trey Young and these rule changes? I mean, like, I kind of prefer it, though, dude. Like, I don't you think like I, I OK, I'm one of these old losers who's like, I prefer 90s basketball. I think the 90s basketball is the best, blah, blah, blah. I'm a grandpa in that way. So mm-hmm. I really feel like. I kind of love these rule changes because for one thing, they decrease the effectiveness of the three-pointer because we've gotten to a point where the three is out of control, where like you can't even touch a dude around the perimeter. And if you touch him, you know, it's a foul and it just, you have to stand three feet away and and just guys can shoot with unlimited space. I mean, look at what it's done to Dame, right? I love Dame. Dame is one of my favorite players. He's been taking a hit with that too. He's, he's got to figure it out, right? Because I just think allowing a little more hand checking, allowing a little more mm-hmm. tight play, I think it leads to better basketball. I, I mean, yep. I know that it's fun when it's 140 to 130 or whatever, but, you know, I, I, like, I like defense. defense. I like defense. I've, I've always been a defensive guy. And so I just think, mm-hmm. like, I play, when I played basketball, I was always a little taller than the other kids. So my thing was, like, shot blocking. I blocked yeah. shots and shot threes. And then eventually I wasn't tall enough anymore, but that's what I did. <laughs> so I've always, I've, I've always been a three and D guy as a player. I'm a three and D mm-hmm. guy as a fan. And yes. so. That's why you like Mikhail Bridges. Oh my God. I love Mikhail Bridges. Dude, <laughs> that motherfucker is incredible. And, and you know what? He's flexed so much more game this year. He really, mm-hmm. he's worked on his handle. His well, that's what I like him. about him. It's not like he's just relegated to just shooting the threes. Like they'll let him do his thing with the ball if he has the opportunity as well. Dude, so I, I like that. I love Mikhail. Like I, I like, it, like when I play two K, Mikhail Bridges is like one of the. That's like how I play. Like I'm like I'm trying to I'm trying to hit passing lanes. I'm trying to steal the ball, block shots. I'm trying to yeah. hit threes. Like I I love Mikhail Bridges. I. I love that he's inked. I'm pissed that we didn't sign DeAndre Ayton, but, you know, Sarver potentially being gone makes it more likely that we signed DeAndre Ayton, I think. Um, mm. 
I, I mean, past the deadline, they can give him an offer. Yeah, but you know, next summer he's gonna be. Okay. He'll be because if Sarver's gone, he restricted, by then, right? Yeah, he restricted. Yeah. So here's the thing: like, let's say that Sarver sells the team, and a new dude comes in, and let's like, like, let's say that I really want the Suns to get sold to an ownership group that's fronted by a former player. You know, mm. I, I like the ownership group. Like, I like that Dwayne Wade is so part Barkley. of the Jazz group, right? You know, I like that. Mm. And so you so said Barkley. Barkley, yeah. <laughs> I I kind of love Charles Barkley, honestly. Mm. Like, I kind of love him. Like, I I would not be mad at that at all. I think that he's got some past issues that you know maybe wouldn't work mm. for the NBA. But there's a lot of dudes that like I would. I mean, obviously, like the dream one, obviously, and I know this can't happen, but like obviously, the dream one is Steve Nash, right? Like that's yeah. the obvious. That would be the if you could just name anyone, that's the obvious. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. Like, what about like Sean Marion? I mean, Amari Stoudemire. I know that he fell out, but if Sarver was gone, mm. you know, there are guys I, I would love that. But I think more likely it's sold to one of the you know the partner owners from the Suns. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? But hopefully, my point before I started rambling was hopefully next summer. Sarver is gone. New owner comes in and says to DeAndre, five year max. I'm so sorry that the previous owner was a douchebag. We'll never disrespect you again. Here's five years and 207 million, fully guaranteed, no escalators. Take it. And, and you have to. Well, you have to. Yeah. You, you don't have a choice. Like, I know that it's a lot, but like, he proved his worth in the playoffs. And he's never going to be a max regular season player, but that's not the point. He's always going to be valuable in the playoffs as long as he can defend like he did. And you don't have a choice. You just have to pay them. And they didn't do it. And they're fucking stupid for not doing it. And that's mm. why we are where we are today. So what are you going to do? What's your favorite team to watch this season? Has it just been the Cavs? Yes, absolutely. Who else? Aside from the Cavs, like if you were, if you were talking about like someone that you love to watch, the Bulls, like who's it been? I would say it's been Memphis. I like what Ja Morant's doing out there. Ja's awesome. Yeah, man. Would you take... I think, I think him and LaMelo are next up as the, the point guards of the this coming generation. Okay, so I, I think I know your answer to this question, but someone posed this to me the other day, so, uh, to me. so I'm just... Uh, a Ja Morant or De'Aaron Fox? Ja. Okay, that's yeah, that's what I thought. So, what about John? I also, I also want to see what De'Aaron Fox can do away from Sacramento too, because I, I feel like he hasn't been given a fair shot. I mean, where would you want to see De'Aaron play? What, what's a team in the system that maximizes him? Because he's fast Send him to as the hell. Cavs. Send him to the Cavs. Well, you're gonna part with, you know. I'll take him over Young Bull. I mean, you're going to, so basically, I mean, basically everyone but Mobley is on the table and yes. that, I mean, right. Like, yes. Cause there's no, oh boy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox and Mobley. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Shoot. I'd even send him to Philly. For Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, do he and Joel fit though? That feels too much to me. Like when the Suns tried to pair Nash and Shaq. I feel like, I feel like uh, De'Aaron could probably be like the Jimmy Butler that they needed. 
because we had the let's be honest like when they had jimmy butler it, it worked for them that's probably one of the worst decisions in history was keeping tobias harris over jimmy butler yeah. and i love tobias harris he doesn't have the fuck you that the 76ers need yeah tobias is a nice player and like statistically at times he's been almost as good as jimmy butler i'm not trying to mm-hmm. not not he's a very good player but jimmy butler has the fuck you that tobias harris doesn't have that is mm-hmm. kind of necessary in philly and yeah. at the time i thought they made a good choice not not that they made a good choice but i thought like okay keeping tobias isn't bad i didn't think it was necessarily smart to but i was like you should have not traded for jimmy you should have kept dario and covington Sarge. yeah you, if they had kept yes, Sarge and covington, I like robert covington and then you trade for tobias harris like that made more sense to me yeah but you know you jimmy kind of was the whole thing there so i yeah and, and you know that joel and bead wishes that jimmy was still there like he's even he's kind of yeah, said that like boy. yeah that's his boy it's uh, oh, what do you think about this whole Jokic uh, thing? Since you know Jimmy was it, he got suspended for one game. Um, yeah, I just saw that. But how do you feel I'm not, about? I'm it? not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Like, you're not mad at the suspension, or you're not mad at what Jokic did. I'm not mad at what Jokic did. And yeah. the suspension. If I'm Jokic, I'm like I'll hug it because obviously, you know what you knew what you did. So there's nothing really to dispute, but. I, I'm I'm not mad that he did it because if it was me, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, why? If you're trying to foul me, why are you trying to put a forearm into my rib cage? Like, that's unnecessary. I mean, Keith comes right at him, man. Like, it's not yeah. like like Markeith Morris. Asked, he, like, he moved Jokic off of his body. Jokic is a big guy. You know, he had to put some force into that. Yeah, and this is the thing: is like, like, yeah, Jokic retaliated, but like I said this on Twitter earlier, it's like. You're trying to make me feel bad for a Morris twin? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, you think I'm ever gonna feel bad for a Morris twin? Like, and it's also the same thing. It's like the the whole mo is, oh, you gotta get physical with your yeah. kick. So yeah. it's like you you. I know he hears that too. So he's like, yo, why do these guys keep on trying to push me? Yo, let me start pushing you guys back. Like what? he's six eleven, three hundred pounds. Like, yo, you're gonna feel this too. And their whole thing is that they're professional assholes. Like, that's their mm-hmm. whole thing. Like, they're the tough guys. Like, that's their whole yeah. thing. I'm not even trying to hate on it. Every team needs tough guys, and that's their yeah. whole fucking thing. So what's this whole, like, how dare you bullshit? Like, you get in the dude's face, yeah. and he came back at you. One of my, you know, and I'm sure you see this, too, is some people are like, one dude tweeted, I don't know who it was. We'll save him from whatever, whatever scrutiny. But he was like, you know, Jokic doesn't want what the streets of Miami had for him. And someone else responded, it's like, dog, he's from Serbia. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. like, man, you don't, you know, you don't want to fuck with Serbia. That's really what it and yeah. They don't I, play. I just didn't hate, like, I don't, I don't like Marquise Morris. Like, I think he's an mm-hmm. asshole. I like him at like I like him as an NBA player. I don't think he's a great dude. Like, he and his brother, like fought with some dude at a bar out here like i don't know i heard witness accounts that they assaulted a dude other people said you know, they got off with community service i don't know whatever i'm not trying to and the point is i've heard a lot of insider stories about these dudes kind of being mm-hmm. assholes and that's what they're recruited to do on the court and everyone knows they elbow you and they nub you and blah 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 they'll so, give you a little yeah 
So the first time you get it back in a big way, you're trying to like, I'm not buying that shit. You know, hey, yeah, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, a lot of people will second guess trying to get physical with your kick now. Yo. So you it know was what? a statement. It was a statement for and sure. And I think that's yeah. I think that's a pet. I think that's a built up thing because I think he's sick of that shit. You know, I think yeah. he's sick of people coming at him, and you know, he does. Everyone tries to beat the shit out of him a little bit and he got tired of it and you know it's like the old thing with Dwight Howard you remember how it was yeah. with Dwight Howard when people could just foul the shit out of him and yeah. no one would they just wouldn't call it because he was so much bigger than everyone like he was 6'10 mm-hmm. but his frame was so wide like Dwight Howard's a massive man and, and they he just, was a nice guy too and they just would not call it and it just mm-hmm. I feel that Jokic just had some of that and I think he got sick of it Mm-hmm. you know hey i again i'm not even mad at him like you know I, you gotta serve your suspension you know that's yeah. coming like you said like you know that's coming you don't don't try to be all like how dare you know you know you and he yeah. did he took it but you know i i kind of i don't know it made me it made me i, I appreciated it like i was a little Denver annoyed. mrs murray Denver misses Murray right now. Dude, I, I don't know if you saw. I went to the Suns opener this year. We lost, unfortunately, but it was against mm. Denver. Jamal was out there. I was posting videos. He was out there doing pregame work. My man looks good, man. Like, he looks like uh, – he, he looks like – doesn't look like somebody who came off of ACL tier. No, no, man. He was – he threw down a few dunks. He he uh, oh. he was shooting pretty well. So he's moving. He's dude, moving. he's moving. He, he so it's down. just precautions at this point. Then he's dude. He was moving. He was out there. He was shooting. He was. He put a couple moves on dudes. Like he was. Like obviously, it's like scripted moves. But I'm just saying. Like yeah. he was doing the crossover. He threw down a couple of dunks. His shot looked pretty nice. Like honestly, you could tell that he didn't have the elevation. You could uh, see that he didn't quite have when he was favor shooting. in the knee. Yes. So his shots were coming off more like a kind of relaxed practice shot where you're just working on your form, but but he looked way better than I, like I expected to maybe see him like dribble around, you know, and he kind of started doing that. And I thought that's all it was going to be. And then when everyone else went in the locker room, like he was getting shots up. I like filmed like five or six minutes of him just like jacking up triples. And I was like, dude, he looks like Jamal, and I hate injuries more than anything. I love Jamal Murray, even though he's been his son's killer. So, you know, I hope I hope to hell he gets back soon, man. But I'll tell you what, I would have thought for sure he was going to miss this whole season. Watching him on that opening night, I'm not so sure about that. I think he could be back. I thought he would be back. I thought he would be back. I think he could be back by the play. He looked good, man. He, looked, he, just, he looked like Jamal Murray. Like, he just looked like yeah. himself. Like, tiny Ten years lesser. ago? Ten years ago, we probably saying, "Oh, we don't know if he'll be back." But just because of the advanced technology and the procedures they do now, like guys can come back within the year. Like if you look, tear it in January, you're back before the end of the year. Look at Joey Burrow. Like, yeah, he was not supposed to play this year. Some people thought yeah. he was going to miss this whole season. Nope. Like he's that. He's one of my favorite dudes to watch in the he league. Turns over a lot of picks. So yeah. he, he's still he's got arm. Dude, dude, I people rag on his arm strength a lot. I find that bizarre. Like I know he doesn't have the biggest cannon in history, but like dudes talk about he him like he's Cade McNown or something. Like he gets it there. It, yeah. It's serviceable. Well, it kind of reminds me of Andrew Luck though. Like where people yeah. were like Andrew Luck doesn't have 
requisite arm strength. And I was even one of those people who questioned it, but I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, are you guys watching? <laughs> like, I, I know he's not perfect. And I, again, I know he's not, you know, prime Aaron Rodgers or prime Jamarcus Russell yeah. or something, but I, I think the stuff on his arm strength is way overblown. Like, I mean, I love watching Joe Burrow play. I know this last weekend was a nightmare, but he's been someone I thoroughly enjoy watching. I, you know, I, I just like the way he plays the position. How do you feel about Mac Jones on that point? McCorkle. You... <laughs> That's my guy. That's my guy. I so like Are you sold at this point? Are you? That's the QB. That's the okay. QB, man. That's okay. the QB. Okay. I, I, like I mean, I have to acknowledge, like, I was, I was pretty hard on it. I mean, I still don't, I still don't buy it. But, I mean, oh, the last dude. few weeks have been good. Well, no, I think he's been quiet the last couple of weeks, but he's been good for the most part all season. I mean, in terms of, I mean, in terms of wins, like the Patriots started, Mm. you know, one and three. And I mean, he's, you win games, you win, you know, you're, it's, you know, it doesn't matter if you're imperfect, but I just mean like, like, don't you, like, can he get a lot better than this? Like, I don't know that, like, I don't know that there's like a whole lot of like, if we're talking from athletic ability, sure. Nah, he's not that athletically gifted, but I think once he becomes better with reading defenses and reading schemes, like he, he's he's serviceable. Like, but isn't he like okay? Isn't his best case scenario Chad Pennington? Like, that's huh? a, this is a dude with arm strength problems, Mac Jones. Like, isn't Chad Pennington the best case scenario for Mac Jones? Like, I mean, I'm not trying to hate Chad Pennington, won multiple division titles. I'm just saying, like, you know. Isn't that kind of? I, I wish I wish that this Next was a video question. podcast so that people Next could see question. the look on your face right now. Next I wish question. I really wish this was a video podcast so that the look on your face could oh be seen. My, oh the, my goodness! The contempt for me on Brandon's face there. I... The contempt for me was like with the, it was so thick I could cut the tension with a knife. Like he he the the, I... the pure disgust. <laughs> Am I wrong though? Am I wrong? You're so. What is the best case scenario for him then? I mean, I mean, what's what's another similarly physically limited quarterback who did great? I mean, like Kirk Cousins. Is that perhaps he could be a Kirk Cousins? I guess I would take Kirk Cousins over Chad Pennington. So that, like, I and I think Bill Belichick can work with a Kirk Cousins. So I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not even hating. I'm just saying, like. I see Pat's fans like he's the next Brady, and I'm just like, oh, please stop it! He's like, not, he doesn't have to be Brady, though. That's he true. He doesn't have to be. And this is, but Mac Jones is the scenario and the argument for Josh McDaniels taking over that team because he is always going to have to script stuff up for Mac Jones because Mac Jones is never going to be, you know, again, he's never going to be Tom Brady. So you're always going to have to have but he very be clever a offense of Brady. If they can get just a fraction of Brady, I feel like they can compete with almost anybody. I mean, one one thousandth is a fraction, man. You got to be a little bit more specific about what fraction you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Touche. I'll tell you what. The Matthew Judon signing, though, that was the one I really loved. And that yes. he, is, he has been great. That is All right, hear me out. Hear me out. But if he, can, if he can look like how Brady looked in the first three P. Yes, I'll give you that. Okay. I'll give you that. Although, man, 
Have you ever gone back and watched that Panther Super Bowl? Like, have you watched yeah, that recently? That was that was the the first sign that he could be the Brady we know today. I always forget how fucking great that game was. That game yeah. was awesome. Like, yeah. that he is wasn't probably, just a game manager that game. No, that was probably the most fun Super Bowl win we've had, the Patriots had, other than, the I mean, okay, the, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and then I would put that one the Second third. Eagles. How about the second Eagles? Well, we, you, you, you lost that one, but that's fair. The, but from a scoring aspect. From a, from a, from a pure football, non-Patriots fan standpoint, that is probably the best football game of all time. Like, I mm-hmm. hate to acknowledge that, but, like, you had Tom Brady throw for 500 yards. You had a backup quarterback duel him to a draw and, and win. And, you know, you had an unknown dude winning Super Bowl MVP for a team that had never won the Super Bowl before. Like, the storylines write themselves, right? Like, like arguably, as much as it pains me as, like, a Patriots and Brady fan to say it, like, arguably, just from a football perspective, that is the best game of all time. I would still yeah. say the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl is the best game of all time because it featured defense, too. Because <laughs> yeah. there, was, there was no defense in the Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I would – Mac Jones can definitely be – St. Louis Rams Super Bowl Tom Brady first St. Louis Rams Super Bowl Tom Brady because yeah he he could definitely do that I'll give you that Uh, that's fair but that also you know that also featured Tom Brady delivering a drive with two minutes left like I mean we're only we're we're only going to find out later if Mac has ice water in his veins I mean that's you're only going to find that out in the playoffs that that's really what Tom Brady brings more than anything right it's in the playoffs he's literally as clutch as it gets and that's even if Mac Jones can game manage at the rate that Tom Brady did, like clutches. We need a guy. We need a guy, though. We need a, a superstar receiver who can make life easier for him. Well, I mean, Odell Beckham is available. <laughs> I mean, I know that he isn't what I, he I'm, once I'm was. I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. I you know, know Bill has a way of reviving these wide receivers' careers. I mean, yeah, look at what I know that the Randy Moss thing, I know it's not similar fashion. But similar fashion. I mean, he had, uh, a week stop in Oakland, and then look what happened. I mean, you just never know. I, I would, if any, I would, I would put the two people who could fix Odell Beckham is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So, <laughs> so see, I, I, the, the Bucks have no room, um, yeah, for receivers. That that's not happening. But I, the Patriots, I think, I, I would. I mean, it makes sense. Although I read he maybe yeah, wants to go Saints, to the Packers. Yeah, I feel like the Patriots and the Saints, if he wants to be the de facto guy at the wide receiver, those are the two teams. Right. Because like the Seahawks want him, but DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett come before you. So yeah. you're already Devontae you're already Adams going to come before you. Yeah. Although I heard he's interested in the Packers. I mean, they yeah. their second receiver is a little sketch. So I can see how you, I mean, he wanted to play with Jarvis Landry so I can give I can do yeah. that. But the Patriots, he would be the clear, undisputed, like going into next season, at least, if things went well, that like you're easily the number one target on the team. Yeah. I mean, that's what he wants. Yeah, it's just he like Baller to- season four, man, when Ricky yeah. chooses the Patriots. Like I'm just saying. So <laughs> um I, I would I'd be very interested to see Odell with New England. I mean, no matter what, I mean, I mean, he hasn't been do you, 
do you feel like he's lost part of what he was or do you just you put it on the browns based on the tape i seen i think he's still got it he's just baker's not seeing him when he's supposed to see him or baker's just not throwing him the ball like yeah Baker, for some reason, Baker has no issue getting the ball to Jarvis, but for some reason, he can't get to Odell. Can get it to all these other guys. Like I, I, I don't get it. I, don't, I, I really don't get it. Like every Njoku can catch it. Kareem Hunt can catch the ball from, but it's just like for Odell, you just don't have the chemistry. I, I'm not, I'm not comprehending. I'm and really not. And I was listening to. Some I was I think it was the athletic football show and they were saying like it was either the athletic football show or another you know one of the various football podcasts and they were saying like well some of the routes that Odell runs are really difficult for Baker to kind of because he doesn't have finesse passing and blah 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 and I'm like dude but mm. like if you really want to get this dude the ball you will get him the ball and if you mm. like because it's not just that he doesn't throw to him he doesn't even make an effort like. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many clips and I kind of feel like Odell's dad, that video he posted, like people can be mad at him. Dude, I've seen those clips before. Baker's not even fucking looking his way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like he doesn't want to throw to that guy and look at what they did this week without him. Yeah. It was an absolute ass kicking. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he did not seem to fit with what's going on, but I would bet on, he's still so young. Like he's 28, 29. Like it's not over. Yeah. Like, you just guys can come back and I would just, I would bank on him, especially if he went somewhere that, you know, I mean, if you go play with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to, you know, you're going to put up some numbers. A bad man. And he's also a bad doctor, but yes. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. It, it's funny as hell how he walks some of that shit back though, but it's just like, <laughs> it yeah. is, it is funny though. Like, you know, the whole, like, the shut up and play basketball people like all those people probably loved what Aaron Rodgers said but you know it's just when a white man says crazy QAnon shit it's just fine oh god whatever um talk to me about the Chiefs though tired do you feel like they should feel good about that win because I don't I think that the Chiefs certain... should, I don't think that they should feel good about anything <laughs> there's Patrick Mahomes looks broken yeah, there's certain pundits out there who are praising this W, and I'm trying to figure out how. Like, what's with all the jump going? passes all of a sudden? Like, all of a sudden, he's like just jumping to throw the. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He like, saw Lamar do it versus him in week two, and ever since he's like, how do you do that? I've seen him do it like 10 times in the past two weeks. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I know that he's all, dude, like, so much of this is like he's gotten away with. He's thrown a million interceptions that should have been picked. He's thrown so many passes. He's done all these things. And he's starting to throw picks on free plays too. And folks are like, oh, but it didn't count. Oh, but it didn't count. He knew that it was a flag. You still threw the pass. The play still went on. And and it is, and it is, it seems to just be like, I mean, like someone has been showing too, like how he's only completing passes on checkdowns. Like people are just like, you know, we're not going to let Tyree kill get behind us. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Like Tyree mm-hmm. kill is not getting behind us. And you know, Travis Kelsey, maybe he gets open over the middle, whatever, the but they showed have, the blueprint. Yeah. The they have the just blueprint. dropped. They've just been like, we're going to rush for, we're going to drop everyone else. And we're Beat just going to underneath. Beat yeah. us with underneath. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, and, and 
some people have, I've heard too, like, oh, like the Bill Barnwell show, they were saying like, oh, their offense is so good at doing the easy stuff. But they just don't want to do it. And so this is That's the natural, this is the natural outcome. I'm like, come on, man. Like they That's can't, do, they can't do anything right now. Like, and they refuse to run the ball. And this is Andy Reid. Like Andy Reid has always schemed up clever ways, even if it's not a run, like he's always screened up clever screens and mm-hmm. short behind the, you know, things that are runs, even if they're not technically runs, he's always schemed ways for those things mm-hmm. to happen. And this team is like the championship hangover like you said like it's the same thing as the suns it's like you lose in the super bowl and suddenly you but they went out and they reinforced their offensive line they still can't play offense their their defense Orlando is... brown's more of a running offensive lineman he's he's not really uh sit back on your heels and blog like he he was with the ravens uh they ran the ball so that's what he knows that's his specialty and you spent 80 million dollars on joe tooney and you know you do all stolen from the Patriots, <laughs> and you you know you do all these things, and it's not even and you know, dude, I don't know. Like I, I, Patrick Mahomes looks fundamentally broken to me because the way that he is playing, he is literally playing quarterback the way that I play Madden. Like, dude, just fuck it, I'm throwing it up there. Someone's down there, dude. I'm fucking throwing this ball. Press Y, press Y, press Y, press Y, press Y. Aggressive catch, come on. Like he's just fucking throwing the shit out of the ball. Like that's literally all it is. And uh, you know. Like, because they got away with it for so long. Like, there was that statistic last year that he, like, had, like, 15 or 16 dropped interceptions. The most most dropped interceptions, yeah. And this shit is just – people realize, like, dude, he is throwing the ball away. Just catch it. He's going to throw it to it. That's the same thing they say about Brett Favre. Yeah. But you know what this is? Is because you go from the point where, okay, we're going to play man, and we're going to double cover Tyreek Hill, and we're going to try to force them to run to take the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands, blah, 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 blah. And then you switch and you realize, dude, no, we're just going to play matchup zone and we're just going to make him pick us apart. And he literally can't do it. Like he's, he he is literally now, maybe he can, but like he has lost, like, I don't know what it is, but he is like, got to go watch film and just see himself scrambling around like an idiot running up to the line and then jump passing and like, Dude, he he looks. If you haven't seen it at this point, then I I don't know what to say for you because like, look how long this has been going on for. He's he looks like a rabbit in the pocket. Like he's just like running around. He's he can't like just stand there. Just fucking stand there for one moment and look, look at your progression just for one moment. Like it just he's I just I've never seen this dude play like this. It's it's like the I, I don't know. I can't even think of. I don't know, dude. Like. Especially considering what he looked like last year. Yeah. They're, I mean, this is the team that, you know, when they won the Super Bowl, was like down in every single playoff game. Yeah. And, you know, like found a way to come back because they're just literally unstoppable offensively. And now, I don't know, like. If they go down, you're like, oh, I don't know if they're coming back. I mean. Like in that Bills game, did you really feel like they're going to mount a run? No. At first, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna do it," and then as the game went on, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this this they they ain't doing it." Like, they're like they don't like those long extended drives for no. some reason. They no. do not like it at all. It's gotta happen right now. I've got to get sixty yards on this player. It's not good enough. Like yeah. every every single time. And I just you know I, I don't. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, Andy Reid's not in trouble. Mm-hmm. But if this continued into next year, 
you know, then, because uh, then the question is going to be, you know, who can fix Pat Mahomes? Because, you know, we're only, what, two years into that $500 million contract? Like, this shit isn't going away. It? Do you think they restructure it? I mean, I don't think he would. Like, right now, he's worth less than that deal. I don't think that he, why would he take a pay cut? Like, so mm-hmm. much of that money is guaranteed, and he's three years away from his first opt-out, I think. Like, I think he has one after, like, five years or something. So, in his mind, he's like, I got time to fix it. Like, I, I, I don't know, dude. Like, and again, like, maybe by the playoffs, they're fine, and who knows? But, like, dude, I don't know. Do you man. think like, they go back to the Super Bowl? Fuck no. Nah. No. I mean... <sighs> Who's the, the favorite AF- right now? In the AFC or overall? AFC. To you. I mean, I really like the Titans. I know that that I sounds ridiculous, but I really like the Titans a lot. I, I like Tannehill. Derrick Henry is healthy by this time. I mean, obviously that changes the game a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, I mean, I think by the playoffs he has a chance to play. But, man, like, I don't know. They're, they've been playing so – I don't know. They, they've been playing above their weight. I mean, I, I, the favorite still has to be the Bills. I like the Titans a lot. The favorite still has to be the Bills. The okay. Titans are playing above their weight. The Chiefs are not who they once were. The Raiders are okay. The Steelers, obviously, Ravens. Big Ben is washed. I like the Ravens a lot, but is it – like, they're inconsistent. Like, don't yeah. you see this Ravens team being the same Ravens team that goes out and flops in the first round, the divisional round or whatever? Like, it's kind of the same thing it always is. They're good, but they don't have that special sauce. Like, Lamar has been better passing this year. Mm-hmm. So there is, definitely. like, like there's definitely – I mean, his game has gone to another level, but I don't know. I mean, I – would have to. He would have to do another Herculean effort for yeah. him to win. The thing is, it's open though. Like, like if if the Ravens were in There's the Super no Bowl, no clear cut favorite. Yes, if the Ravens were in the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised. If mm-hmm. if the Bills were in the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be surprised. If the Titans were in, I would not be surprised. If the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl at this point, I wouldn't even be surprised. The the Browns, the Bengals, the Raiders, like, dude, there are so many teams that like I could just the AFC is. Wide they could get hot. Open. They could get hot and go on a run. It, it's it's so wide open, and I just I like Jamar Chase. By the way, I no love way. Jamar Chase. That's one of my favorite dudes to watch. Like they're gonna be. That's the thing. I love him and Burrow together. I think they're gonna be great. I know this year hasn't quite gone. I mean, they keep like they keep getting there, and then they take you know one step forward, two steps back. They're young. Yeah. It happens. I, I I like a lot of those teams though, but I think the Bills are still the most complete team in the AFC. I know they just lost to Jacksonville. Classic trap game. I, I don't know. Allen got after Josh Allen. Yeah. He showed Josh <laughs> Allen that he's the better Josh Allen. <laughs> In the battle of Josh Allen, Josh exactly. Allen won. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, that game was weird, but you know, it's a classic trap game. I just, if, if you ask me right now, bet on someone to make the Super Bowl for the AFC, I'm betting on the Bills. That's mm. that's that's the team I'm taking. In the NFC, obviously I'm betting on Tom Brady still, but mm. what do you think about the NFC? What do you, okay, first, what do you think about the AFC, and then what do you think about the NFC, specifically the Rams and Matthew Stafford? I don't know who's going out of AFC. Same thing with you, man. Uh, like, I've even entertained the possibility that the Patriots could get hot at some point. Because it's not impossible. Exactly. And then it's like, 
mm, but can we keep up with guys like the Bills? Can we stop Derrick Henry? Because I know how this team can be when we stop in the run in the second half of games. And Derrick Henry historically takes over the second half of games. And then it's like, oh, the Chiefs, do we have a guy who will be able to keep up with Tyreek? Is Ty- Travis just going to kill us with the dink and dunks? And mm. It's just... I, I want to believe in the Pats, and then it's like, ooh, I know myself too at the same time. But I came into this season sure that the Pats were like a six-win team, and now I'm sitting here saying if they made the Super Bowl, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So so even I have to See, acknowledge. See, that's the thing. Even the other day or just today, they're like, oh, Brandon, you were talking about tanking. But then I'm like, when presenting with new information, I should be allowed to change my opinion. Yeah. Because okay to, when I said we were tanking, the defense couldn't stop any run. We were giving up bare run, bare yeah. run. And now all of a sudden they look like the defense of old. So it's like, I got to change my opinion now that they look like this. Yeah. I mean, they deserve the respect for what they've earned. Sure, a couple of their wins are against suspect teams, but uh, it is what it Listen, is. Right? To make the playoffs, you have to beat the teams that yep. you should beat and some other teams that you're going to be competing with. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's that's the honest to God truth. Like you can't. It's one of those things. It's like the Patriots beat the Jets fifty three or six thousand to nothing or whatever it was. That's what they should and, be doing. And people are like, "Oh, but it's the Jets." It's like, yeah, but what? What did you? What? What should they do? Like, what score would be acceptable to you? <laughs> At which point you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that was." You know what I mean? Like, wait, it is kind of like like it has to be two hundred to nothing. Otherwise, yeah. the Jets win just doesn't count. Like, like and I know that was the highest point but... differential for the year, right? Yeah, and look at you know the, the look at the Mike White Jets. You know the, that Mike White dude got to play a little bit. I'm really hoping the Jets give him two hundred million dollars. You know, like I'm hoping that they so like, you like him over Zach Wilson. Fuck yeah, fuck Zach Wilson, wow, dude. Wow. Come on, are you kidding me? Have you <laughs> are you kidding me, dude? Why I would I want the smaller Colt McCoy? Give me a break. Why, dude, come on. Why would I want, give me a break. Dude, this guy is like two foot tall. He weighs six pounds. His arm is like, like, one of my people got a cannon arm. You got a cannon arm, though. Oh, well, that's fantastic. He can fire cannons right into the fucking ocean because he's got no accuracy. He's got no clue how to read a defense. He doesn't understand the game. It's just classic Jets. It's classic Jets. They're like, look, this, this little kid played football against other little kids in some nothing conference for half a season. And despite the fact that he couldn't complete a pass, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with the broad side of another barn. We're going to fix him because we're the Jets. So if you're the Jets, who would you have drafted this year then? Uh, well, I mean, I would, I mean, I would still take Trey Lance. I mean, clearly. You would have taken Trey Lance yeah. or. Yeah, I still like Trey Lance. Fields? I don't, I still like Trey Lance. I don't, I don't okay. like, I have, I know that people are out on him or whatever. I'm like, dude, both Trey Lance and Zach Wilson played two games in like the in the middle of nowhere. It's gonna take a minute. Like, sorry, like I don't know. I, I still like Trey Lance, and I like Justin Fields too. As much as I fucking hate to say nice about anything from anyone from Ohio, yeah. like you know, I still like Justin Fields. I think the Bears, like the Bears, are a fucking pass. joke. He's a pretty deep ball. It's a Dude, pretty deep ball he throws. When he gets time and can actually throw, he can stroke it. But it's the Bears. They're a fucking joke on offense, and until they fire everyone, it just yeah, doesn't matter. You're not a fan of Matt Nagy. Who's a fan of Matt Nagy? 
Matt Nagy's wife isn't a fan of Matt Nagy, dude. Are you uh, kidding me? Like it, this, this, <laughs> that dude, that dude is awful. Every, everyone in the Bears organization is they're they're such a fucking joke. It is so mm-hmm. funny. They had good teams these last few years. They really did, mm-hmm. and they tanked all of it by not having a goddamn clue how to field an actual offense. It's very funny watching them go from Trubisky to Andy Dalton, and now they're ruining Justin Fields. Whatever, but. No, dude, are you kidding me? Zach Wilson is a joke. That is the funniest thing in the world to me that he was. I knew it would. I knew he would suck. He does suck. It's super funny. I love watching him fail. I, I just, it's, and I just, I really hope the Jets give Mike White two hundred million. And yeah, I know he's older than, but like, do you really believe? Do you believe in Zach Wilson? Like, do you think he can do anything? I don't. He's with the Jets. Yeah. They're setting him up for failure. Over but this. even if he wasn't with the Jets, like, I'm sorry that I don't believe, like, the only quarterback under six foot in the league that I have any belief in is, like, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Not yeah. this little dude. Like, didn't you see him at the draft? Like, he was, like, standing next to the other players. He looked deathly afraid of them. Like, that dude looks like he's <laughs> going to get broken in half. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it, man. I'm, I'm, I have always been off the Zach Wilson train. And I will stay off that train until he wins three fucking Super Bowls. And then I will acknowledge that Zach Wilson is a good quarterback. He has to put up 600 yards in all three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he has to (laughs) eclipse Tom Brady numbers for me to even acknowledge Zach Wilson is a human being. I don't even acknowledge that guy's existence. He's in a different ethereal plane. I don't see him. I don't believe in it. He's where (laughs) Sam Darnold's ghosts are. That's where I'm. Mm. That's where I. That's where Zach Wilson is to me. A question to me, though. Or to you, I should say. <laughs> um, do you think the Rams have Brady's number? <sighs> because let's let's look at it. The Super Bowl, Brady pretty much was playing with his tail in between his legs for the most part. Well, he I mean, the offensive the line played passes. a horrible game. Yeah, I mean, he was yeah. he had no he, both. I mean, that game was all defense. All mm-hmm. defense, absolutely. Yeah. All defense in that game. So we look sure. at that game. They only put up 13 points. Yep. And it was like a conservative 13 points. Mm-hmm. Next With the touchdown right him, at the end. Yep. Next time we see him is last year. And for the most part, they were struggling to move the ball for the most part. He had two interceptions. And we have this game where now they got Matt Stafford behind the helm and Brady wasn't able to muster up much until towards the end when the Rams are pretty much playing prevent defense for the most part. Do you think that the Rams, like he wouldn't, like obviously we always count on Brady, but do you think this would be the mountain, like the mountain he'd have to get past? As far as are they the team that they have to get past? Yeah, I'm a big time believer in this Rams team. And as far as do they have his number, I don't think it's necessarily that they have his number so much that they are set up perfectly to play Tom Brady. Mm. Because as we all know, the way that you beat Tom Brady, especially in the playoffs, is you have a very strong four-man rush that is able to get to the quarterback, and then you drop your other seven back into a mix of different, you know, zone, matchup zone, zone blitz, and then some man coverage Mm-hmm. you can't really do the man coverage stuff anymore because if you play man against godwin and evans you get smoked but you know it's it's a you know you know what i mean it's you gotta have yeah. four your your front four have to get pressure and then your back seven drop and do everything different i always think about i, I for me the blueprint has always been 
not the 2007 Super Bowl. I know that everyone always says the 2007 Super Bowl, but Brady's ankle was hurt. And so that game was a big deal, sure. But I always think of the 2010, 2010 divisional game against the Jets when mm, the Jets Rex played Ryan man, in his prime and they played man defense all season, everywhere, the whole damn game against us, against everyone, they played man everywhere. And then the Patriots lose Randy Moss midway through that season. And then the Jets completely switched to zone in that game. And they only rushed three and they only rushed four and they, they dropped everyone. And the Patriots could not fucking adjust. They could not adjust. I think mm -hmm. Josh McDaniels was gone at that time. So that's part of the whole situation. It didn't work out. I believe McDaniels was in Denver that year. And so yeah. um, that's what I always think of though, is that you have four guys who can get to Tom while your other seven guys can disguise their zone coverage. And mm -hmm. I think that, the Rams are set up perfectly to do that. Obviously, you've got Aaron Donald. Now you're adding Vaughn Miller. You've got Jalen Ramsey. All of those dudes have history against Tom Brady. Jalen yeah. Ramsey played against, you know, in the AFC Championship. Vaughn Miller beat Tom Brady in a couple of AFC Championships, especially the year they won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Aaron Donald has played in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. All of these guys have institutional knowledge. They get what it takes. So I don't know that it's so much that, and I know that Vaughn Miller's new, but specifically going forward, I don't know that it's mm -hmm. so much that, I don't think that like Wade Phillips and, and, and Sean McVay, like know every single thing that that's going on so much as it is like, they, they are just set up really well. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing I will say about that is that, you know, that Patriots offense that won the Rams Super Bowl, like, you know, that team was good, but they're nothing compared to this Bucks team in terms of offense. Very true. And while, yes, the Rams beat the Bucs last year and this year, the Saints also beat the Bucs pretty handily twice last year and then lost in the playoffs. Very so true. I still trust Bruce Arians. I trust Tom Brady. But I absolutely believe the NFC Championship is Rams-Bucs. That's 100% that's mm -hmm. what I think. Uh, obviously, depending on how the playoffs shake out, maybe they, you know, mm -hmm. it won't get to be that way. But like, I still I, I love the Cardinals. I live in Arizona. It's their fun team. I still don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. I haven't come around on him yet. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So what do you I, think of I, the Rams? I really feel like this Von Miller trade was made specifically for Brady. Agreed. I, I, I thoroughly believe it. It was only for Brady. They Agreed. weren't worried about anybody else when they made that trade. So I agree. If, they, if, they, if, if he gets at least one sack, then the trade was worth it. Yeah. I mean, especially a third down sack, it's definitely worth it for them. I really think that game comes down to health because, mm -hmm. I mean, if Brady has his full complement of weapons, I think the Bucks are in it. Mm -hmm. If Antonio Brown is out, that's a huge problem. I think Antonio Brown is huge in a game like that because of his ability yes. to play the slot. Yep. And, I, you know, I, I they gonna need to ball up Cooper Cup as well because oh, they, they got Cooper Cup looking like Adam Thielen was a couple years ago. Who's your MVP, Stafford or Brady? Choosing from those two, I know that it could be Brady. Lamar. You take Brady, Brady? you take Brady, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, come on. Do, do you think the Rams, do you think Stafford can win a Super Bowl with this team though? Like, are you a believer in Stafford and the Rams together? I'm like a big believer in this pairing. I think he could, but will he? That's the thing. Yeah. I, I, I just, I like this trade when the Rams did it. I liked it. Mm -hmm. And the more I've seen, I like it a lot more. Like, I think it was a great decision. I love how the Rams are just like picks. What the fuck are picks, man? We don't even, 
again, I, I have said this before, but literally the Rams play GM like I play Madden. Like, just fuck picks. Give me the players. Give me the players. Give me the, give me this 29-year-old in his prime. Yep. I'll get him for two years. It's all good. And they can afford him. They hey. can afford him. Hey, when you're in Los Angeles and you have a billionaire for a majority partner, like who the hell cares, right? Mm-hmm. They, I mean, that team prints money at this point. Who the fuck cares? Do whatever you want. Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's what teams should do. Like, you're a sports franchise. You print money. You literally shouldn't be bitching out on this stuff. Like, honestly, you should be spending money. So, <coughs> Patriots. <coughs> well, you know. And then they go spend, you know, uh, dude. I really, I really think this – Bill just wanted to see what he could do without Tom. That's all this has ever been, and now that's where we're at, right? He wants to see. And now maybe he loves – they love Mac Jones. I mean, they played that perfectly. You know, yeah. like they let the 49ers pretend that they were trading up for Mac Jones and, and he fell right to him. And you know that Bill wanted his, you know, Alabama, you know, Nick Saban buddy quarterback. You know, he, yeah. he asked to draft someone that one of his friends coached. You know, it's yeah. just how it is. Oh, man. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting year. But I would. Yeah. I mean, if you if you gun to my head right now, I would tell you Bucks, Bills, Super Bowl. To be fair. That's also what I predicted last year. So, hey so, man, I know Bill would be salivating at the opportunity to face Brady in the bowl. No, I, I'd said uh, Bucks and Bills, Buffalo. I I know, but I'm just saying. You're 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 still on. You're you're I'm going. still saying, yeah. That Dude, that would be one for the ages. I don't think I could physically handle that. Like like I don't like. Could you like, imagine the tickets to get into that game? It's like twenty thousand dollars. It would be it would be the most expensive game of all time. I physically couldn't handle it. Like I literally, I literally would have a mental breakdown. Like I barely could handle the last game, and so it was a regular need to be season. Institutionalized. Game. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, I'll be doing the blood doctor show from padded walls rooms <laughs> because, like, I can't, I can't, like, dude. Like, it hurts me to even think about a Patriots Bucks like Tom Brady against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, like that literally hurts me to think about. Like, <laughs> it's such a, like, because it was, like, kind of easy. Like, it was easy for me to, like, when Brady switched teams, that was right when COVID started coming to the U.S. And it yeah. was like, oh, well, we're all going to die anyway. So I can yeah. switch teams. What the hell? Who cares? Like, I'll just root for the Bucks. We're all going to be dead next year. Whatever. And now it's like, oh, we're recovering. And so I love these two teams now. I mean, I I don't, I'll never love Tampa Bay institutionally in the way that I love New England, but I love mm-hmm. them now because Tom Brady is there. And yeah. like, so when they played, it was just very difficult for me. I could barely watch the game. And so <laughs> the idea of a Super Bowl between them with like rings and legacy on the line, like it physically fucking hurts me. I don't want it. I don't want it. I want, they just need to alternate just, you know, or just wait till Tom retires and then the Patriots can win again. <laughs> Let Tom win three more and then, get to 10 oh my god can you imagine i would be insufferable like you think he would be insufferable but i would be insufferable like on twitter i would just you mean i'm already insufferable right now that's fair. anytime i see a post i have to put goat brady i, I guess i just respect i guess i'm just saying i would finally reach your level if, if brady got to 10 then i would finally of course who knows what level you'd be on then i don't you'd, even call him asap Brady, new level baby I'm on a new level. I'm on a new. That's like my favorite fucking song. Oh my god, my fiance is so fucking sick of hearing that goddamn song, dude. Every time we drive anywhere, you should be sleeping on Ishi bed. (laughs) Bad boys in the motel. Now you bitch, give me head. 
20 bitches in the motel. She hates that part. So anyway. <laughs> now I'm gonna get I'm gonna get DMCA for for rapping. <laughs> for rapping ASAP lyrics. Oh man. Okay. Final thing. Most fun prediction for the NBA season and most fun prediction for the NFL season. Hit me with something crazy. Uh, let's see. The Cavs make it to the conference finals. Ooh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. If that happens, if the Cavs make the conference finals. You got to make that three you are, stakes. You are coming on here, and I'm doing your intro with the full boxing. I'm doing I'm doing the whole thing. I'm going full out. If the Cavs there make the go. conference finals, you get out. We're popping bottles. We're doing a whole thing. It's going to be like a whole production. I will give you that. There we go. Tell me the NFL prediction. Let's go. Matt Jones for MVP. This is what I get. This is what I get for not sending you those questions beforehand. That's on me. That is for asking you that right now. You just asked me to make a snap decision, man. You didn't even give me time to marinate on it. Dude, you could probably get him at like 50,000 to one right now. I might take that. So I'd be fair loot, eh? I'd be fair money if that happened. I might take $10 on that the way the Patriots are going right now. Oh my God. You know what? I fucking love talking to you, man. It's always sure, it is a man. pleasure every time that you come on here. And now I'm in the Blunt Doctor Dome or the Blunt Doctor Sportsbook or the Blunt Doctor Street. I don't know what to fucking call this place. The pharmacy. The pharmacy. That's what you said. That's right. The Blunt Pharmacy. <laughs> We're yes, once, sir. once I have nine screens, though, it's going to be the pharmacy sportsbook. It's going to be both. Yes, sir. I have nine screens and a mini weed dispensary all in one place. <laughs> Let's make this weekly. We always say that. Let's do it. Now I actually have a place. So let's do it again next week. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Oh, and your show, Overtime with BNT. Tell us, when's the next one? Where do we get it? I always listen, it listen. So just today I was talking to my homie Dave. He's where the third post is on there. And he's a Ravens fan. So I looked at the playoff picture and he was like, oh, seventh and one since the Ravens are first seed right now. He's like, oh, no, they're second seed. He's like, oh, if the Patriots face us, they're getting clapped. So I told him I got a bone to pick with him on the next episode. Oh. It should be coming out this week. Yeah, okay. I'm definitely tuning in for that because I want to hear that. I want to hear the war. I love the war. You know that I love the war. Oh yes, my God. sir. Yes, sir. And Overtime with BNT available. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff available all everywhere. Podcasts. Yes, Overtime, sir. O-V-A-T-I-M-E with BNT. One of my favorites. Sir. I love talking to you, man. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on here. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. And that is The Blood Doctor Show. And you can look forward to much more, uh, many more episodes coming, coming a lot faster than after this little break. And special announcement, look out for Hustle Points News, a new show I will be hosting soon. So keep your eye out for that. And for everything else, just keep your life all about your happiness. Let's make 2021.